Hey everyone and welcome to another Plotty Time mini So This week you just got me and I'm talking about another video game movie. That's right. I'm gonna guess keep this going. Last time I talked about the 2008 film Tomb Raider. And this week, since Halloween is coming up right around the corner. I don't know when this, this is airing, but it's gonna be around Halloween. Uh, I'm going to talk about a movie based on a game that we already did. And we actually already talked about the sequel, too, as well. So the game movie we're talking about, and by we, I mean me, talking about this week is the 2006, I want to say classic, but it's not, movie, Silent Hill. Now, before I really get into it and really kick the dick off this movie, uh, I didn't think it was that bad. You could definitely tell there was some love and care that went into this movie, but... I, it just wasn't good. There were There's problems with the story. I'm going to get into it. Just to give you the quick rundown, though, it was released in 2006. I currently, as we talk right now, watch it on Amazon Prime for free. I guess it's not free because I pay for Amazon Prime. But if you already pay for Amazon Prime, you can watch it there if you really want to. Released April 21st, 2006. So where was I? Man, that might have been... I'm going to date myself. But that would have been possibly the week of or the week before graduation of college wow time flies anyway directed by christoph i think it's christoph christoph gans written by roger avery and starring in one of the main the main stars of the film are going to be rada mitchell who i swear i always uh think her and rona mitra are the same person they're not they're two very different actresses they're both fantastic, but Rada Mitchell, she was probably, this is one of her bigger roles, but uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. She was in Rogue, if you remember the one with the big crocodile that killed people from Australia. That's maybe, you know, not like the best example of what I could say in all this, but uh, she was in Olympus Has Fallen. She was in one of the, se- well, she was in Silent Hill Revelation, one of the sequels. She played a great role in the remake of The Crazies, which I think is an extremely underrated film. And, I mean, she's been in Man on Fire. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's a great actress. Really fantastic. Really brings up anything she's in. So props to her for trying her goddamn best with a movie that had a story that was a complete mess. Playing her husband is the always amazing Sean Bean. He plays the character Christopher De Silva. She, sorry, I forgot to mention Rodham Mitchell plays Rose Da Silva. And the other big star, Sean Bean, I mean, I really got to go into detail on Sean Bean. He's fucking Alec Trevelyan, right? Like, he's, I don't have to get into this. Uh, and then the other big star in it, Lori Holden, who at the time was not nearly as big of a name as she is now. She popped up in a lot of, I know she's like good friends or apparently knows or works well with uh, the guy who created The Walking Dead, not the comic, the show, the Dr- Frank Darabont. That's it. I forgot his name. Because uh, she was in The Mist, which was a Frank Darabont joint. Uh, she was in The Walking Dead as Andrea. I stopped watching that show pretty fucking quick, so I don't know how far she made it. She made a big splash, too, on The Shield. She was in, uh, it looks like, a couple episodes of The X-Files. She did a lot of TV work, and... She did a lot of movies, too, as well. She's fantastic. She's always good. The, the casting in this was good. The casting was good. 
Oh, I forgot she was in The Americans, too. Fuck, she was great in that. She's one of... The, oh, that lady. She's been in tons of stuff, a lot of TV. Every time she comes in, it makes your production better. She's like, if I could re- equate it to sports, she's like a dependable backup QB. Like, you know how in football... Maybe you don't know football, but we're going to pretend you do. In football, you have the, the starting quarterback, the main, the main, the, the man, the man running the show... They go down, and there are teams where it's like, oh, fuck, we're screwed. Like, the team, we're done. Like, the team is done. Our season's over. No, she is the dependable backup who will come in, follow the playbook, do her job, win a couple games for you. Maybe not as many as the starting quarterback would have, but she'll come in and she'll win a couple. And uh, by the end of it, when the starting QB comes back, you'll be like, you know what? Damn glad we had her as the backup. Damn glad. Not saying she's a backup at anything she does, because she's always fantastic. But man, all right. So that is Lori Holt. Those are the three main stars. You also have as Dahlia, Deborah Kara Unger, who th- these are like the kind of secondary roles. But Deborah Kara Unger plays Dahlia, the crazy lady. She is. I think they did a great, des- great job with her character design. She does an amazing job of acting in it. Uh, they made her look like this crazy old witch, and she is actually stunningly gorgeous. I remember her most from the game because she was the woman who kind of shepherded Michael Douglas through that. But, you know, she's been in a billion things. I won't go into detail with her. Or And the other guy that was in this movie playing Officer Tom- Thomas Gucci is Kim Coates, who is my personal hero, bordering on Lord and Savior. He played, he was in Sons of Anarchy as Tig. That's where most people probably know him from. But I will forever remember him as the coach in... Goon and Goon 2. He's fucking great. And uh, those are the main players in the film. Basically, this it's based on the, the movie's based on the game. There's a lot of elements from the game, but they were definitely this this is where it gets so confusing. Because it felt like at the same time this movie strayed too far away from what made the game good, and then it also felt at the same time that it stayed too honest to the game. And brought the whole thing down. I think it was because of the lead being the mother looking for the daughter, not the father looking for the daughter. In the game, if you guys remember, you can go back and listen to that episode. It was, uh, I don't remember when we fucking did that. Like February 8th, maybe? 2019? That was my guess. I think this was on top of my sheet. But in that original game... You played as a guy named Harry Mason, right? And Harry Mason got this cryptic letter from his wife saying, please come back to the resort town of Silent Hill where we had so many great times. And he's like, this is crazy. She's been dead for four years. So you go with your daughter. The daughter gets lost. And essentially the whole time you're walking through this crazy world of Silent Hill trying to find your daughter. That's what the game's about. In this, it's completely different. Father, Father and mother are both in the picture. Uh, the little girl who they changed her name. It's not uh, God. What was her name in the game? Is it Lori? I'll look it up real quick. I have it right in front of me. Cheryl. Cheryl is the name of the daughter in the game, and then in the movie, the daughter's actually named something different. She is named Sharon slash Alessa. I think it's Alessa in the game too. I don't remember. The movie starts. Uh, Sean Bean. Rada Mitchell are outside screaming, looking for their daughter. She sleepwalks. She's walked away. She's about to go off of a cliff into a waterfall, which I guess is right near their house, possibly on the property. 
uh, mom saves her and she's like sleepwalking, oh, not awake, screaming about Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Silent Hill. And they're kind of worried. Dad essentially wants to, I'm paraphrasing all this. I'm not going to go through every single story beat, but there's some stuff I definitely want to talk about. The story is that dad wants the child on medication because she ha- she needs help. The mother thinks that since the daughter says Silent Hill over and over, if we take her to that place, then this will all be over. Which is an insane line of thought. I it, That's crazy. But guess where we go? We get in a car. We try to find Silent Hill. The research that they do in the movie is that this town was Silent Hill. It was a mining town. There was an underground mining fire. Town got evacuated. A lot of people died. This is actually based off a real town in my home state of Pennsylvania, or as we call it, P-fucking-A. Much love. Shout out to Pennsylvania. But it was based on the town Centralia, which actually did have an underground mine fire. I don't believe it, it was an accident. The fire burned too hot, caught some coal. It lit up a whole vein, still burning to this day, and essentially, slowly over time, the whole town, every resident was, re- like, removed, and not forcibly removed, but they were given money to go move. So, all of them did. I think maybe there might be one person still living there, possibly not, but, like, their post office is gone, you can't get mail there, it's not even a real town anymore. You can still go visit it, and you, it's not nearly as cool as you think it is, there's just, like, some smoke coming out of the ground in a couple places, and... Roads are all fucked up because no one ever maintained them. So that's it. That's the real town. But I thought it was fucked up that they told you that Silent Hill was in West Virginia when there was they based most of the facts off a real town in Pennsylvania. But, you know, kind of shitty to do the Pennsylvania. Just saying. What do I know? Anyway, mother goes to Silent Hill with the daughter, runs into Sybil Bennett, the Lori Holden character. Looks so much like the character from the game, maybe a little too much. She's also wearing, like, she's a motorcycle cop, so it makes sense she has leather pants, but it looks like her uniform is basically there to accentuate how attractive she is. It's it's totally like a glamour movie thing. You know what I mean? Like, where instead of having a female police officer with, like, maybe something that doesn't fit right, or maybe it's you know, a little out of date, or maybe it's faded. It's form-fitting leather pants for her. Which, I guess, you know, you ride a motorcycle, you might have the leather on, but at the same time, highway cops, don't they wear, like, those, like, boots that are knee-high? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm focusing on the wrong thing here. So, they go to Silent Hill, they get into the... uh, Mother and daughter get into the, uh, the, the car accident. They wake up in the fog and the snowstorm... And just grossness. Now, in the game, one of the first things you do as Harry is you go into the town, you find some monsters, you basically get cornered, they attack you, you you lose consciousness, and you wake up in the diner with Sybil. This is different. You, It's mostly the same up until the lose consciousness part. Instead, the fog poo... We called it in the, <laughs> in the, the video game... There was a Silent Hill, which was the quote-unquote regular world, which was filled with fog and scary things, and the other world was Poo World. We called the so I'm re- I'm gonna refer it to Poo World. I think they did have names for it in the movie, but I'm gonna ignore that and just call it Normal World, Poo World. So anyway, Poo World's done. Normal World world pops up. The little things chasing uh, Rada Mitchell Rose, they disappeared, and she continues on looking around, trying to find her 
her daughter. There are those CGI babies in it. They look really bad. The CGI is not great in this. It was a time when big budget movies had it but couldn't afford the best. And even the best wasn't exactly perfect. Even in the 15 years since this, 14 years since this was made, CGI has come so far in that short amount of time. So I'm going on a lot of tangents. I'll try to move through this a little bit faster. Uh, when you... She's also wearing this cell phone necklace, which is very... It's like an, a large hoop necklace with her cell phone attached to it, like a lanyard you'd wear for like an ID at an event, but it has her cell phone, which no one does that. No one ever did that that time. No one does it now. It's very silly. I don't... Again, with the tangents. So, uh, Dad gets a voicemail. Sean Bean gets a voicemail from Rose. He drives to the town. He can't get in. He eventually runs into Officer Thomas, which is Kim Coates. They kind of work together to go look for his wife. They did find, basically, the, their car that was abandoned. They think she and the daughter are in Silent Hill somewhere, so they go in. Now, the whole movie, Sean Bean and Kim Coates are in regular Our World, and Rada Mitchell, Lori Holt, I keep, okay, so Rose, Sybil are in the Silent Hill Fog world. So right now it's very confusing because there's going to be three different worlds that stuff's happening in. So anyway, they're looking for the daughter. Sybil runs into Rose. She's tries to arrest her. And then Sybil actually gets the idea that, oh, there's some crazy shit happening here. She uh, she takes off the handcuffs. They're kind of working together. They look a little bit into uh, the school because Rose got a picture of kids at the school. So she thinks her daughter's at the school. So she goes to the school. This is where she runs into Sybil again. They, they get separated and come back. It, it's a thing. But now she's with Sybil. There's a bunch of people that attack that are wearing like cave coverings cave cave safety equipment it's like a, a rebreather it's got the big weird eyes it looks like a world war one gas mask basically that's it's a very iconic look that's what they look like they're trying to get them uh the siren goes off which means poo world is coming and they take off so leaving them to just sitting there by themselves now at some point here they run into dahlia who is the crazy witch lady and she was a person that was part of this group, this church group. This is where the, the I'm, I'm kind of getting mixed up and trying to move along here. But these people in the gas masks are part of a weird cult slash church group. And they tried to get back to the church. They ended up dying. But Dahlia, as it turns out, and we find out later from one of the church members that was trying to get supplies, Dahlia was a woman who was there and she was cast out from their society. So there there there's also we get to the point where we find this this creepy creepy picture and they've since picked up a woman named Anna who's one of the townsfolk and it's Sybil and Rose they find a creepy picture called the first burning and it's about how they started on fire to sacrifice so it's very culty it's very old-time pagan people burning me, which probably didn't really even happen in real life, but whatever. So they focus on this picture a long time. It's very strange. But uh, the darkness is coming back 
everyone escapes the church. They actually bring in Sybil and they bring in Rose. And there's a whole, like, there's a really neat, there's a couple neat shots of like a, a torrent, like a whole flood of people coming into this church for sanctuary during the Pooh World time. And they're just pouring it. There's so many. There's probably like 300. I, probably over-exaggerating. Probably like 100. But they want to make it look like it's a lot of people. What were these people doing outside when there are still monsters everywhere? And they know apparently... What this tells me is that this world change is completely arbitrary. Like, it, it's not every night it happens. It's not every day at 5. It's people are out and about and doing things... And this happens, and they have to scramble back as fast as possible. So that's an interesting thing to keep to it. It was kind of also like that in the game. There it was it seemed arbitrary, but I don't remember if it actually was or wasn't. But there's definitely you just hit sections in the game. Didn't matter how long it took you to get there. It could take one hour. It could take two minutes. It could take six days. It wouldn't matter because the Pooh World thing wasn't on like a calendar. So anyway, they find out more of Alessa's backstory. It turns out that the town noticed the girl was evil, so they tried to basically burn her alive, and it didn't take. So she's horribly disfigured, and she grows up. She has a daughter, and then the daughter is your daughter? Because she was basically taken away from that world by Dahlia, and then left, taken out, and adopted by this family. So she has this desire or whatever to completely get back to to Silent Hill. And uh, at some point, Sybil doesn't end. Her her story doesn't end well. I thought she got a really bad rap because in the game, at the end of the game, if you got all the elements of the cure, Sybil would become infected or something. Dark Sybil would happen and she'd attack you and you could throw the cure on her and she'd survive or in the game, you could shoot her, fight her, and kill her, and she'd be dead. So that was a much better, more dignified way for Sybil to go rather than this movie, where they essentially had a ladder, put it over a fire, and she cooked from the inside out in like 10 seconds. It was pretty gnarly. It was pretty gross, and Sybil didn't deserve to go out like that. So it turns out in this world of the movie, there was this apocalypse, and Pooh World happened via the the f- mother bled on the floor I, these notes don't make any sense the notes are, i'm done with the notes it's not making any sense i should have taken better notes but there's there's problems with the story i want to get into uh the first is that we constantly cut back to the real world with sean bean and kim coates going around looking for his daughter as well as kim coates the officer his deputy which was Sybil. So they both kind of have skin in the game and they're kind of looking around. They never find her, any of them. They basically give up. Sean Bean leaves after doing some research about the town and he fucks off back home and tries to sleep on the couch. This is where Rada Mitchell and uh, her daughter, after everything's over, they drive back to the house, but they're still in Fog World and they can sort of see him through this other dimension, but he can't see them it's very much a downer very much left to the imagination of what happened but you can assume that rose and little sharon didn't make it home that's it's a bummer ending it's a bummer fucking movie it's not good uh but this whole sequence all the sequences with sean bean and kim Coates could have been cut there's no reason to have any of this sequence i know we're supposed to have this link to the father and 
It makes sense that the officer Kim Coates has taken them around. But this whole thing just pulled the movie down to a crawl. It's supposed to be abstract. We're supposed to see more characters. We're supposed to get the idea that there are these people looking for them. But it just comes off as a fucking waste of time. This movie's over two hours. It could have been a brisk, tight hour and 25 minutes. And it would have been pretty good. Because the movie looks great. It looks great. Whoever did the set design did a fantastic job. Uh, The only other... That's a big issue. Those whole things could have been taken away. Uh, Also... Rose, basically, her character is kind of relegated to running, screaming, running and screaming, or trying to find her daughter. She does do a good job with what she has, and you do believe that she's this mother looking for her daughter, but at the same time, that there's not much for her to do. There's no character development at all. It's just mother looking for daughter, finds daughter, is dead, or maybe not. That's it. That's her whole character arc. Probably the most interesting character was Sybil Bennett, Laurie Holden, who was a deputy who basically attempted to pull over Rose Da Silva and Rodda Mitchell, you know, same person, and ended up getting thrown into this shitty Silent Hill situation and tried to survive. I would have watched the movie just from her perspective. That's much more interesting than this family I don't care about. I mean, that's just... That's for sure. Like, in the game, you played as Harry. You were looking for your daughter, so you had kind of a skin in the game because you're playing as Harry. And in this, you're just watching way too long of a road to get to the daughter and the backstory. Uh, The other issue with the story, too, is that huge exposition dump in the church. There were no nicely placed clues on the way in. There was no fancy way of, of... showing this information it's a movie you need to show us don't tell us if you have if your whole sanctity and flow and purpose of your story gets interrupted by a seven minute sequence explaining everything that led us to here you didn't tell a good story like we don't need exposition dumps this is not how you tell a story and if you do have a sequence like that where you have a whole bunch of information that needs to get condensed. Do it in a creative way. Don't do it like a documentary and voiceover. We've seen it a billion times. Do it like, for example, one of the one of uh, another movie that I really loved and not a lot of people did, the Watchmen movie. The beginning of that film, the opening credits, is told in like still images with real actors and actresses. They're like it's not like a two D. It's like a three D. The camera's moving around it. And while we're seeing the opening credits and all these people, we're seeing in told in still images the entire backstory of the classic Watchmen era. And it's done beautifully. It's it shows us what it was like there. Like there's paper newspaper clippings and stuff like that to give us information. It's told so much information done so creatively. It's really great. And in this, it's like, oh, you see, what happened was this, and then this happened, and then this, and then this happened. It's like a music video. It's bad. Like, we don't need that in movies anymore. We've evolved past it. Get with the program. God, what else wasn't great about this movie? Yeah, it didn't make sense that Alessa was a little girl who got burned, grew up to be a full adult woman who was in hell, or the poo world, or the dimension, and then she had a daughter? Or the good part of her was... See, I watched the whole thing and I'm still confused. I played the game and it's not the same. But uh, the last thing I'll go over that I that really didn't sit well with me was the fact that Pyramid Head was in this. 
Pyramid Head didn't even show up till the second Silent Hill game. So what that tells me is they, they're like, you can't have a Silent Hill game without Pyramid Head. You could, because Pyramid Head, it's not a really, not really a, like it's iconic, it looks good, but it's not a character. It's essentially a boss fight who was a manifestation of your own self-hate. And to turn it into a Jason's serial killer is just completely against the, the purpose of it. But all right, they did it, whatever. So I don't know. Final thoughts. I would skip this. I would skip it hard because even it, it, if you're a great, huge, large fan of the Silent Hill series, you probably have already seen it and are not happy about it. But if you haven't seen it and you're a fan of Silent Hill, it definitely nails the feel of the game. There's an atmosphere and the set design was great. There's great things about this, but the story was terrible. Like we just spent way too much time in uh, on things that didn't matter while lingering and focusing on things that are just worthless or God, the Sean Bean shouldn't have been in this movie. Poor guy. So I, my new grading system, I'm going on belts. I think that's fun. Because Papa Scotch, belt of Scotch, belts, get it. I'll do it out of 27 like we do on the podcast. So out of 27 belts, I'm going to give it four, which is super low. But, you know, I really shouldn't get it that low. Let's do eight. We'll say eight because there's so many, there's so many worse video game movies. There's so many. And we're going to get into some fucking stinkers on this. But this was bad. This was a bad video game to screen adaptation. It was a bad movie on its own right. It had the set design, the look, the costume, all of it was great. And then just everything else besides possibly Laurie Holden holding it down and Rada Mitchell doing a great job. And even Deborah Kara Unger did great. There's not much about this. They did what they could with what they had, but it wasn't good. It just it was bad. Skip it. So we'll go eight. Eight out of 27 belts. If you want to watch it, go to Amazon Prime right now in the States. It might be on other streaming platforms in other countries. But uh, I don't know. Do your research. Check it out. But don't. Don't watch this. Go watch something better. Go play the Silent Hill even. that's You probably get it cheaper than the rental of this. So you want to uh, write us an email. Maybe I'm, you, want, you want to tell me I'm completely wrong and this was a masterpiece of a film and the sequel's better. I'll think you're fucking crazy, but I'll read your email if you send it to plottytime at gmail.com. If you want to get to us faster on the socials, just go ahead and hold up, head on over to at uh, Plotty Time on Instagram and Twitter. And it, also, if you really want to help us out, go to the YouTube page, click on some of those, watch them, listen to them. You don't really get to watch them. It's just our logo. But you get to hear the podcast there. Uh, we also drop some clips on there. They're called Bio Breaks. You can maybe get some friends into the show. Throw you know, throw It's like a five-minute clip. And people will be like, yeah, I'm in. Or, wow, these guys are idiots. We're not listening to any of this bullshit. But, you know. There's an option. Someone doesn't have to listen to the whole episode. So go over to YouTube, at Plotty Time, check us out. That does it for this. It's another video game movie. And I will talk to you guys next time. Be safe. Happy Halloween. Don't trust Dr. Scientist. Talk to you later.